Good Wednesday morning, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and this is Real Talk with Keith Smith, presented by Ross Mortgage. Thank you kindly for joining us. A show live on all social media platforms, archived there as well. Thank you kindly for your participation, your questions, your comments, and your perspective. It's a dynamic program where you, the viewer and listener, can shape the discussion. Today's program is one that I am looking forward to covering from a refreshing perspective. CPI, a pleasant surprise for many of us, certainly for those in the mortgage business. The Federal Reserve, one of their favorite KPIs um, is CPI. And today, a measure of inflation came in lighter than what many anticipated. I want you to hear about this from an expert and Scott Morris and how that could influence our lives and how that could influence mortgage rates. Judah Wickhauer is the director. We'll have a three-shot set up and then a four-shot potentially with Kerry Griggs around the corner of Keller Williams Alliance. Keith Smith's in the house as well. Scott, the program is yours. Inflation, better than expected. CPI, where we want to go. Uh, finally, I mean, this is something that, you know, I've, I've said we've seen coming. We've seen softening all over from I talk about ice cream shops to uh, Disney parks having their lowest attendance, uh, you know, in years. And that is due to less available discretionary spending. Um, but uh, it finally rolled over in the numbers that the Fed likes to, to use, and that's CPI. Uh, that's uh, core inflation came in at 3%, better than the 3.1 expected. Uh, it's their, their favorite measure, and it's means most likely we're going to see a 25 basis point increase in the upcoming July meeting and no further rate hikes after that. The medicine that they've applied to the system has started to take effect. Uh, we've seen a 10 basis point uh, increase uh, to the uh, – or, or decrease to the, the, the 10-year, but that reflected into about 50 – basis points improvement in mortgage rates so far this morning. Pricing will be out around 11. Uh, things are looking good. It's This is the news that I've been saying that we should be expecting, and it's getting here. That's a sizzle reel. Let's get that out today. Keith Smith, jump in here. And I'm going to say you called it. You called it. We'll and, see. And it's interesting on we ain't there yet, baby. I've, I've, well, you know, well, stop. Put the car before the horse. I was on a Zoom call with... Uh, Lawrence Yoon and Lisa Sterevent on Monday actually talking about the inflation data isn't as bad as everybody thinks it is. So maybe they get a little bit of a heads up on this. I don't think that they do. But, you know, CPI, Consumer Price Index, is the is kind of the thing that kind of sets the trend trend for everything. And it was interesting on this call, they weren't predicting this year, but they were predicting the first quarter of next year for 30-year mortgage rates to be in the fours, like you've been calling for a while. So you, you've been in front of this ahead of, uh, I think, everybody else, at least, at least talking about it pu publicly. So what's your prediction? Are we still kind of looking at six at the end of this year, sub six, five? I mean, what, what, what's your crystal ball saying? So I, I have said, uh, and I have said and said that I would stand behind uh, by the end of the year, uh, you could, you know, be seeing a 4.99, basically 5% rate being quoted with a teaser on it. Um, 
I am uh, a little gun shy that we get there by the end of the year, but I'd stick to uh, fourth quarter, first quarter um, as far as, as being there uh, in some aspects. Uh, I, I definitely think that my predictions are correct. Uh, I do stand on that. Um, I could miss it by a month, but I'm there. Got it. So you're close enough. So they were talking the end of this year, the beginning of the first yeah. the first quarter. So that's 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 pretty close. So what is that going to do to the market? And I got to tell you, I'm going to do a little testif- uh, testifying here. And I'm, I think I made a huge error in the beginning of this week that I'm going to reverse here in a little while. I want to so, see what he has to say. I mean, first. you look at uh, you look at all these. Uh, the, whoever the, the the geniuses are at Redfin and these people that you know get paid all this money to talk about how smart they are and, and their forecasts, um, what we need in order to drive inventory, and I'll just I'll just continue to just bang this drum is lower interest rates so that the people who are at something with a three can logically move to something with a five and take the equity that they've gained and move that into the new mortgage so that they have a manageable payment compared to where they are because they haven't seen a huge increase uh, in wages uh, to, 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 to make that kind of change in their life. But they have an enormous amount of equity, and we have this huge pool of buyers that isn't going to go away because we're not going to have – we've still got – because of – you decade. call it dead inventory. Because dead, in, we got yeah. so well. There's definitely dead in, dead inventory. That's something a little bit different. But we've got a huge, uh, we've got decades of underdevelopment for housing. So we've got all these people who are coming of age who you know literally want to get you know the dude with the fedora wants to get out of his parents' basement to tell you how libertarian he is and go live his uh, individual life somewhere, but can't do it because he can't afford to do it. Um, and Plus, mom's cooking all the meals. Ma, yeah, you know, you know, actually. Um, and in order for those things to happen, they've got to have some place to go. In order for them to have some place to go, the people who uh, are, are currently at a three-something mortgage need a reason to step to five and be able to take that. Because that equity doesn't mean anything to them if they don't use it. Um, and the only way to use it is to sell the house or tap into it with a, you know, let's say they're in some sort of credit card debt, tap into it to absolve some debt. But at the end of the day, uh, the the best method for them is going to be to sell the house, move up into something else, and mathematically make it work for their finances by paying off, uh, paying down the amount of money they want to borrow with the equity they have when they move into the higher mortgage rate. So I'm looking at a census Moody Analytics chart here talking about exactly that the, the millennials the millennials that are aging into the buying age which is the 28 to 32 but it's really interesting the cohort the, so the baby boomers are 69 million that's me gen x is 65 but the millennial is 73 million this is the total amount and the gen z's are right behind them at 68 million so if you put those two numbers together that is a lot of folks Buying. We've also got an election year coming, so you know there's nothing that Joe Biden wants more than to say, "Look at what I did to solve sure. mortgage rates." Sure. So he, he did it, right? Yeah, that's oh, right. Okay. That's right. Just Whoever's checking. in off, you get the you get the the wins and you get the losses, and that's going to look like a win for them. How do you think the election year is going to impact things? I asked that to Denver Riggleman. He said we would not be surprised. I asked him that two days ago on the show. He would not be surprised if we see violence in this country like we've never seen before. 
Um, I, I mean, like we've never seen before. Like we didn't see it in the the, the spring of 2020. Like uh, January 6th, we saw a Capitol riot. He was on that J6 committee. I'm not even gonna dip my toe into that uh, because I don't care. I think if you're dumb enough to go fight and uh, you know over some some things about some people who don't give a shit about you in the long run, then you know, good for you, buddy. Or live through the live through the riots in '77 in New York City. So, but look, the the the. I want to correct myself. I, I've been saying for the last couple of days, shows, that inventory is going to stay flat for a long time. And I'll tell you what, this, this crystal ball meeting I was on on Monday changed that thinking. Because I, I, I think if we really get down to this 4%, 5% range, you and Jerry were spot on. I was wrong. The, I think these buyers, these sellers sitting on the sideline are going to jump in because now they got something, something to buy. And the only reason I know that's the case because Mrs. Smith has got me about halfway convinced. Oh, come it. on. I've oh. been hearing this for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah no yeah. more, no, please. No, no, no. I think, I, think, I, think, I think we're there. But thank you for, for the voter confidence. Four years of this. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I'm really good at kicking that can down the road. What's the plan now? No, uh, no, no, no. Nobody wants four, to move. No, four Nobody. years we've been here on this show. Yoda wants to move to downtown Charlottesville, and Keith wants to stay in his house at Lake Monticello. Yeah. Move. Uh, I'm about paid off, so uh, you know, so I might just hang on to it and still move. There you go. Um, yeah. So we'll, we got questions already coming in. Neil Williamson uh, will welcome you to the program. He says higher interest rates also increase residential development project costs yep. and depresses new development, residential yep. and commercial. A project that pencils out at four percent may not pencil out at may pencil out at six percent. Um, that's a good comment from Neil Williamson at the Free Enterprise Forum. <laughs> Bill McChesney says the market is looking very favorable today. Stocks and equities responding favorably. Uh, John Blair has said on LinkedIn he doesn't want to get ahead of his skis, but he sees a very big 2023 Q4 and into 2024 for the market. And he highlights the Qs, um, an ETF that I own, and, and JP Morgan as positions to follow. Um, I'll throw this to you, Scott. And this is really what the average Joe wants to know. How quickly will this start dropping the rates? How quickly will we start seeing two points shaved off? What are we at? Seven and a quarter? We flirt with seven and a quarter yesterday? I think that... So, all right, the Fed has an obligation uh, to try to maintain employment, which they're trying to decrease in order to manage inflation and manage inflation. So can they do that? I still think that they potentially have gone too far, that what the, we're going to have some regional banking problems with some of the commercial real estate out there. I think there's, there's a lot of canaries in the coal mine that you know, are going to tell us that in, in going into the, the first quarter, second quarter of next year. Um, and how quickly they need to decrease rates may affect their higher for longer stance which is why we're definitely, even with this good news that we're getting today, um, they're going to increase in July. Um, the damage that comes down the road is going to affect how quickly uh, they go from, they stop the hiking cycle, stand in a higher for longer before they start cutting. If things start falling apart in January, they're going to start cutting in January. 
Um, I, they probably there's definitely cuts coming into the first portion of next year, which the bond market is going to forecast, and that's where you're going to start seeing uh, mortgage rates decline. How quickly that happens is going to be dependent upon how quickly they get to their target of two percent, and or if there's collateral damage inside of the banking system or something to that effect. That's the second sizzle reel right there for Scotty Mo, um, Judah. Um, Keith Smith, thoughts on that brain? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm going to keep on referencing this call I had on Monday, but they echoed exactly the same thing. They stretched it a little bit out. They're calling, For the record, I was not on this call. Yeah, you were not on the call, <laughs> yeah. So and, and who he's name-dropping is uh, Dr. Lisa Sertovant, the chief economist for Bright, and uh, Lawrence Yoon, Dr. Lawrence Yoon, the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors. Yeah, so they're they're because I took notes from it. They're they're kind of matching your numbers. They're predicting the first quarter of next year to be somewhere around four point eight percent for a thirty year fixed Q1 mortgage. Next year, I don't think that we get four point. I'm just telling you, I, I, I got I got the notes. But let's that see what would happens. Be but, a but but two point five percent shave in. Now, six months. Not to say that we can't Two point five. These were the to put it in perspective. These were the same people that said we were never going to get above. Yeah, four, they were wrong. Four percent. Right. Not to say that we can't get there, but we might not get there and stay there. Like, look, they typically. All right, so I'm also a big believer, and uh, and this is this is when bonds move, they move quickly. So we'll we'll yeah, yeah. we'll slide from uh, we'll fall well below a, a technical level, and we'll get stuck somewhere, and we'll create a new 50-day moving average, and then we might inch up a little bit. So we could dip down into that, and then climb back into the fives, and then take a move down, and then climb back up a little bit. That's that's typically how these things work. So back to the Fed rate and to housing, right? Uh-huh. And the comment that Neil has made where this impacts the most is on the development side, right? Because I'm borrowing money tied to to the Fed rate. So as that Fed rate goes down, uh, it, it, the project starts making more sense. And of course, if you've got time, and if you've got a one or two year build, and you just started it, you can start working out your cash flow accordingly. So you're going to start seeing some projects that may have been percolating for a while, that are sitting on the, on the development shelf, that are approved and site plan ready. If those rates start softening or start going down, you're going to start seeing those projects. I'll throw this to you guys, and this is another sizzle reel here for Scotty Moe. This is the third one, and this is something we should consider. Let's get them all out of the way. I mean, you're on point right now. Let's say, and and dude, the hair is on point. You went with a different hairstyle today. Um, I think I'm going with less hair helmet. I, I, and, I know. So you went the side uh, sweep natty, over here. More natty bow. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. side sweep. He's a, a bohemian a hippie beach guy today. I like that. Um, this is the question I have for both you guys. Let's say Lawrence Yoon and Lisa Sturdivant are right. And let's say rates in Q1 of next year are in the fours. They're seven and a quarter now. Is that good or bad for the market? Well, that's is the, that good or bad for affordability? And is that good or bad for the first-time home buyer? And that's the question I was trying to ask. Things. So let's quantify that. It's four point eight. To me, that's five, right? So they're projecting five. So from so, a perception standpoint, four point eight is very different from five. I would agree, hundred percent. It's a different from number. A perception it's standpoint. It's a different number. I'll, so I'll throw that to you guys. I've got some specific opinions on it. So is the question uh, at five percent? Uh, It's, there's other things that are going to factor into this. How many listings does that actually put on the market, or does it just pull more buyers into a t- 
tight market. And that's, that's what the, I think. If that's the case, what does that do to value? And then we're going to have, you know, we're, we're, we stay in this uh, waived home inspection, over ask, but yada, that's yada, now, yada. But that's what I'm saying. I said we stay. We stay in that. We're in it now. Does it get significantly worse because we don't move enough inventory into the pool uh, for the people who are now qualifying or or now willing to get back into the party um, only to find that ever that the, the the line for the punch is back to back buddy like how do you how do you move forward there and uh, that's to be determined I don't have an answer for that I do have the speculation which is kind of what I just said that uh, I think that it's going to create more competition higher home values uh, so it's going to be a double-edged sword while it will allow some people to get in and then it becomes are you working with the right professionals in order to create a plan and go out and purchase something uh, that can get you in the market? Meaning, look, I'm look. If you got if you got renovation needs, like I only I have a group of professionals that can help you get in a home that you would probably have passed over just because of its condition or because your agent didn't think it, something could happen. I've got contact me. I've got a group of professionals who can help you put together a project on something that you might have passed on before. Keith Smith? So a week ago we had 56 new homes come on the market. Not that a week makes a difference but today I'm looking at 75. So okay. we've had 25 roughly um, uh, more uh, 20, excuse me, more homes come on the market in, 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 the, in, this, in this last seven days. I think we're also kind of getting into the middle of the summer season. Things yeah. got to get a little bit low. I think the, the, the beginning of next quarter, and we, we'll have these charts up on Real Talk with Keith Smith, where I took the 20 years uh, quarter over quarter average to kind of take a look at how the roller coaster goes as far as the market goes. But I think I think um, I think you're going to see. I'm, I'm kind of reversing myself. I think you're going to see a bit of an uptick in the beginning of the fourth quarter of inventory. But the pool, compared to 40 or 50 a week. We talk, we talk in October. Because a year ago we were 105 for the same week. I agree with that. I still think it, you know, it's tough, tough, tough to get people to list their the house. The pool is so when, damn deep, th- though. Like, through, no, through, no, through Thanksgiving and through Christmas, uh, when they, you know, when they're going to have events, family events in the home, it's tough to say, hey, we're going to be listing the house. I think that October could be good. We, I, I just I struggle. Well, take, take a look at this chart that I did because it talks about literally it looks like for the last 20 years what the what a bar chart of what, what the third quarter was versus second quarter, fourth okay. quarter, and what you just said. Look, I think the fourth quarter is going to be strong. I've said that all year. I can tell you know I'm, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep going back to the well on that. But – uh, but the pool is just so deep. I, I, I'll throw this to you. Okay, I'll throw this to you guys. If rates drop two points in 60, six to nine months, two points plus, this is going to put every Tom, Dick, and Harry into the market. And if every Tom, Dick, and Harry gets into the market, the competition for housing is going to be more fierce than it is now. If it goes up two points in that thing, that prediction of losing 30%. Dropping two points. It's going to be dropping. I apologize. Dropping two points in that prediction I made of losing 30% of the real estate agents ain't going to happen. Okay. Well, hear me out. If it drops two points, every Tom, Dick, and Harry is going to want to get in the market. The people who are truly going to be in the catbird seat 
are the ones that secured the two and the three percent rates during COVID and are sitting on seven hundred to nine hundred thousand million dollars in equity, four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. Those are the folks that really will determine where the market's going to go. Because so, those folks are either going to say, I'm going to capitalize on that equity and do the move up, or they're going to say, I have all this equity and a monthly payment that is so low that I've managed through a recession. I mean, whether we want to call it a recession or not, we know it was a recession, right? Most recessions occur after exactly. the rate hikes stop. Which and, means we're not there yet. And right, what, right. what also happens at the tail end of a recession? Mortgage rates drop. Historically, and, well, every goes, recession. That, well, that goes into the, well, yeah. that's when we get into a cutting period because that's with the Fed's reaction to the recession itself. But there to, it is. But, so the folks that have all this equity, are they going to choose to sell because the economy is going to be precarious and fragile? So, so one thing that, uh, uh, the, 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 who'd you have on the other day? Mike Cotches? No. Denver Riggleman? Denver Riggleman talked about, uh, which I did chime in. I, that was one my one comment for was the show. Was the ABC stuff? Where have you heard that before? Is no. We are in a, this, from the most, the, the eastern half of the state is compromised of an economy based on government money and university money. When you get into the western half of the state, things get a little weirder. Um, you get pockets like Danville, which has had yeah. some serious struggles, but has had some, you know, some some uh, economic development from uh, data centers and the, the casino. They're and, on the right and, and track, that sort of thing, and, and a racetrack for being on the right track. Um, but we're just in a more prote- – if you go back to the, 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 the great unpleasantness, if you look at that Virginia-Maryland DMV corridor, it did not suffer the same pain uh, that most of the country did, Charlottesville included. You're talking it about cer- 2008. Yeah, yeah. It certainly had its it – it was a downtime, but it did not suffer the same way most of the country did. We did not as a community and uh, even going into a future uh, downturn that's going to affect certain parts of the countries more than another we are in that that more protected environment to Jerry's point um, per the sentence census and Adam uh, Adam I, I sent these things off to Judah hopefully you can get them on 68 ones is nationwide 68.1 percent of home homeowners have either got their mortgages fully paid off or less than 50%. So to your equity point, yeah, <laughs> who's at this table is in that position, right? So 61% of, of that said so only 31%. Those people that are, those are the people that are going to determine the market. But Well, they, they are determining the market. And right they're going now. to determine the market moving forward. And Whether then, or not they list this inventory that he's described as dead inventory. And a majority. Why do we have a real... Why do I have a reason to capitalize on eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars in equity? Because when the new, me, because when the new shiny thing comes dangling, I get that. This is America, baby. I know. I totally get that. Well, and I fall victim but, to that as much as anyone. As but, anybody, yeah. we all are. I certainly you know? do. But there's a do. group. But the house is a very cannot. But the but so from the most conservative, Scroogey, I don't want to do it mentality. I just can't be the one to to the a little more well i think i can make this make sense yeah. and if that and if you that's want it. something and you think that you can make it make sense then that's your opportunity to move that's up. it so right that's there. if you're the agent who's out there listening that's how you sell it to your client. that's it that's, that's it. it that's 100% what you have identified and that right there but that is a uh, 
how do you characterize that? That's like a, a mental hurdle. That's okay. A, I think that's what that's what we're in the business of is helping people clear the hurdle. hurdle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the number one obstacle with for people who can qualify to buy, but they've had some sort of negative credit situation in their past is overcoming the fear of no, overcoming the, the fear of moving forward. The word and you're fear doing the is, same thing with people who have an enormous amount of opportunity and creating that opportunity for the next transition in their life. Two things. They watch too much of that boob tube or flat screen, whatever it is. They don't have tubes anymore. They don't have tubes. They don't have tubes they anymore. Have tubes. They're scaring. Hey, they're scaring the hell out of everybody. Uh, and sec- sec- secondly is the fear, uh, the fear of the unknown on that. But, you know, when you have 61% of the people either have everything paid off or at the 50% mark of it, you know, it, it, there's a pent-up demand for, for selling there. Kerry Griggs is in the house. He's on set right here. We love this guy. One of the few people in this community that may have more energy than me and Scotty Moe. Kerry Griggs certainly embodies hey. that. I think this is the Notice first time I've ever seen him wear group. this shirt. Is this a newer shirt? I don't know. I've had it for some time. First time you've worn it at the I Love Seville Network. You're looking sharp. Here's what we're talking about, and I'm going to read verbatim from Scott Morris's Facebook page, a comment he made to a realtor I have tremendous respect for, and Marcella Fouchet. I thought you put it very simple, very easy to understand. She asked, she's like, uh, English, please. Yeah, and you did a great job of it, okay? This is what Scott wrote. The, The Fed's favorite measure of inflation came in better than expected. They will raise in July, in the July meeting, 25 bips, which would be the last increase in the hiking cycle. CPI surprised a lot of folks, lighter than expected. Carrie, I don't know if you saw this information this morning. If you want to yep, cover this anywhere you want to go, show is yours. No, uh, I mean, I was watching the show. Great information, by the way, from all three of you guys. Thank uh, you. Uh, I think this is a very awesome subject to be talking about because everybody gets excited when it comes to rates and saving money. Uh, I think you guys had hit on this earlier. I think it's going to create more of a buying frenzy and you're going to see, like you said, every Tom, Dick, and Harry uh, coming into the market and that's just going to make more competition for those buyers that have already been um, trying to purchase a home in the meantime. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Keith Smith. Yeah, so I want to ask you a question. Good yep. to see you, brother. Good to see you, too, Sorry, brother. Good to see you the other day in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, sellers, right? Yeah. You've got sellers you're talking to right now. Yes, I do. Do you think a, a downward trend in the 30-year mortgage rate is going to get the folks that are trying that you're working with trying to sell off the fence to go ahead and do that? I think that's going to help them. Uh, I think it, I think it's going to motivate. Yeah, I think that they're going to be a little bit more motivated to sell because they can get a new house that they were having their eye on anyway for that five percent versus what it is now currently seven and a quarter. Seven and a quarter. Yeah. I think it is going to pique their interest, but I don't think it's going to be enough to get them to move. Three well, because because the second half of that is is okay, great, I made that decision. Now what the hell am I going to buy? Yep, right. Because it's going to go back to what we were in two thousand and twenty. Everybody's going to be entering the market and. You know, I. That's I think, my point. I think at the four hundred to seven hundred and fifty thousand is where it's going to be most competitive. Which it is now. It is. It's and super it's competitive. The fact that we're saying that is kind so of interesting. Important yeah. question: When we talk about housing affordability, uh, when we talk about how competitive it's going to be, is houses below three hundred and fifty thousand dollars? How does the person trying to enter the market? then compete with investors in a falling rate environment. Great point here. Go down that road. That's 
to me the most the, the missing link for oh, uh, the millennial trying to enter the housing market when we can get when the cash flow looks as good as it can be and then this also contends with inflation part of the big number and what part of what gave us the number that we got today is uh, reported rentals. So that means what someone owns a house for, what they think they can rent there, or what their market may demand for rental. It's not even a real number, but it's calculated in inflation. It's something the Fed calculates based on what a current mortgagee, what somebody who owns their house for, could potentially rent their house for. That equates into the inflation number. So as rates come down, more investors get into the pool and the rate and and rental rates increase, yep. there's more competition at the floor level for people buying investment properties against the same people who are trying to get into their first home. So here's what Scott is saying here. Scott is saying this. As rates drop, people that have disposable income and dry powder that are used to being investors are going to get back in the game, and they're going to compete with people that are looking to buy a house. Or and if I was coaching to someone who was selling a house who had an enormous amount of equity and said, okay, what if you were to buy the move-up house Pull this much what he equity just said aside. With Monticello. Pull yeah. this much equity aside, and let's buy an investment. That's property. literally what he said. He and Yonar consider doing at Lake Monticello, not selling their house at Lake Monticello. Well, well, well let's be it. honest. I'm considering it. What I'm Mr. saying, Smith no, what I'm saying is selling the Lake yeah. Monticello house. Okay. Giving you the money to get into the new bigger house or better house or downsizing house, whatever your plan is, and then keeping – and let's say that uh, you didn't want to rent the lake because, gosh, I'm going to be in Charlottesville. Uh, what if I'd rather have a condo that's right around the corner that I could go check on and I didn't have to drive all the way out there or have somebody else do this or that if something actually went wrong? And I bought a different investment property. Um, so the, the, more fitting for my needs. So I agree and I disagree. I think the real impact... That's what a talk show is for. That's what, ah. what the real impact is going to be on the, on the market is me. The boomer and the millennial, this is going to be a generational conflict because I want the same stuff. I want to sell my 30-some-odd square, square foot that I don't really need. I really don't need it, right? And buy something a little bit smaller, just like the millennials trying to buy. Except... I can roll in with a pot full of cash. I just took a look at, of the 70 units that sold in the last seven days, 15 of them were cash. So let me be more specific about what I'm getting to. So let's I, say, I hear you. I know, but let's say they didn't have the cash, the cash position to retain that property and go buy the next one. Uh-huh. But they did have enough equity once sold to make that purchase mm -hmm. and then buy an investment. Oh, I totally property. get it. Because there's yeah. a ton of people who, that we talked about might just rent the current primary and make a new purchase, but if they don't have the cash position to do that, but they could if they sold, that's three transactions tied up in one sale. So, uh, so, so uh, Yon and I are exactly, in, we're blessed. We've recovered from the time of great unpleasantness. We could literally do that, get a small loan on something else, put a substantial amount of cash down, and take that other cash and go ahead and buy another investment property, maybe some sort of a small small loan on it. And you're 100% right. That turns into three three transactions on that end of it. I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going up and down, right? You know, one minute I think, okay, maybe interest rates dropping two points is going to get people off the fence to sell. I've got a couple of list sellers that want to list. That's all they're talking about. Well, when the yeah. rates are this much lower, I'm going to sell it because i got a ton of equity. I'm going to end up with a ton of cash, and then I'm going to go buy something. Yep. 
I that's think, just a few. Let's get carry, carry in the mix here. I think rates dropping, it's going to make this a buying frenzy like we saw in 2022 Q1 and throughout 2021, where it was literally one of the most competitive times ever to purchase a home. You guys are the experts, though. I only host talk shows. Carrie Griggs, the show is yours. Yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of what we feel like in uh, Q of 2022. Uh, a lot of buyers are going to be coming into the pool, and they're going to be fighting for that first you know, 1,800 square foot home that they can afford for $300,000. But also on the flip side of that, like you said, uh, you know, the old, well, I mean, yeah, it's just going to create a lot of Bo- friction. Boom, bo- boomers, are, yeah, that's yeah, the, the word boomer I was looking millenn- for. Yeah, you could say old. I'm, no, 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 I, no, no. I, I, was, I was thinking <laughs> the boomer and uh, yeah. the millennial, are they going to be hashing it out for that? Hey, but they've been hashing it out for a long time. They as, have, as, and as hopefully that their agents and mortgage lenders are educating them sure. about what the market is doing. Uh, I've seen an interesting take on if somebody did have 20% down to put on a home, you know, just put that 5% down two months after making the first two mortgage payments using that 15 grand to save them a whole bunch of money. And when you're educated like that and going into this kind of market, it makes it a little bit easier for uh, people to get in that home. Kerry, are you starting this? What's the home inspection world looking like in your transactions? Are we back into home inspections or Uh, coming back out? Uh, we're still doing a lot of as-is home inspections, yeah. you know, just for informational purposes only. I hardly get an offer submitted where it's, they're going to accept something with a negotiating period. And all, all different price ranges. All different price ranges. So that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. We're already there. We're there now, and we're it's just, only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. Scott makes the point of the investor jumping in the market, which I think is a fantastic point. I think the investor, as they figure out their Excel spreadsheets and their business models and see two points shaved off um, and, and the investor rate is different. Maybe you walk us through the investor rate. Um, You're generally about a percentage point higher than your average. 30-year uh, fixed with good credit. Uh, per, yeah, uh, primary purchase. So you're, the investor is looking at eight now? Yes. Okay. So the investor going from eight to six, potentially Q1, Q2 of next year, that's significant. That makes it. That also depends on how rents are tracking, right? If they start. Well, I don't think rents are going to flatline. I don't think this guy thinks rents are going to flatline. That is the, that's the problem. So even in to you know whether it be New York um, and which it has a you know an enormous portion of their economy is a rental market economy. Uh, there, no one sees. We see a potential plateau in in rents because they're. So you're also there's two. I just fold. don't see that here. Well. You're you're limited to what you can charge due to what people can afford, uh, because it, there is a there is a okay there's a stopping point. But here's here's how that affects things. We've already seen a, a slow uh, a slowing in investment purchases because what you can charge, what they can afford, and what it cash flows at at a higher interest rate doesn't make sense for the as much sense for the investor. There you go. Now, as rates fall and the cash flow begins to make more sense for what you can charge, Bingo. you get people you get more so, people uh, peeing in the pool, man. I a thousand percent agree with Scott. And we're peeing Dude, in the pool. Dude, Scott, I agree with 99.9% of your takes on this talk show. And I think the investor is going to jump back in this mix and become a competitor here. I, I, I also, we, Jerry and I talked about it on, I can't I think it was Monday's show. I, I think, because I already got a couple of them, I think you're going to start seeing mom and pop investors that jumped in in 19 and 20, maybe 21, 
on that end of it, starting to get out. Now, you're also going to get the people who realize, I don't want to be a landlord. Well, no. I thought I could run a successful Airbnb, and this is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, the properties are coming back on the market. The Airbnb investor is different than a rental investor. Yeah. Yes. These Airbnb are straight is up. more difficult. These are because well, this is a this is a construction thing. We'll get a construction yeah. guy in in on the conversation. So what's happening now is, oh, I need a new roof, and they've yeah. never built up the revenue yeah. for that. Oh, my HVAC went up. What does an HVAC system cost these days on a two thousand square foot house? Uh, I'm doing it right now. I'd say ten to fourteen k. There you go. Ten to fourteen k. But the difference is that landlord now has stacks of equity he or she can pool on and they can contact Ross Mortgage for a refinance. Absolute, that landlord abs- is not at a scraping buy point. So if the mom and pop landlord needs a new HVAC or a new roof, they just contact Scott the other and problem, do a HELOC. The other problem with it is they're not listening to us and, and hiring allied property management, <laughs> really. And- I don't think the mom and pop's going to get out. I think rents are getting... I, I, just, are- I just know my little world. I've got a couple of them that'll say, hey, I'm out. Let's put the house on the market. Carrie Griggs. I also want to play devil's advocate yeah, here let's because do it. with the sellers coming back into the market, that's just going to increase the prices of the home. So maybe, just maybe, the investors are not going to be excited about the price points that we're going to be seeing. Whereas a first-time home buyer may be okay with the price point that we would be because we all know that the investors try to go in a little bit lower, get it themselves a deal. Do you think that the price point will? Un- unfortunately, Paragon. Is, doesn't really help us with this, right? Yeah. Right. The who, right? Um, and if there was a way to figure out the who, I think Jerry and Scott are right. I think you're going to see more investors come in. You're really going to see an onslaught of the boomers coming in, right? They're going to be, okay, uh, I can sell my house. It's 4%, 5%. Kerry's going to buy it. He's the millennial. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to cash out yep. on my cash. And then I may go buy some investment property. Excuse I, me. Or I might downsize. My, is that what you mean by the mom and pops, the ones that are uh, the boomers? Well, the, mom, gonna- the mom and pops is Keith and Yona. We yeah. have one, right? Gotcha. We're trying to buy a second one, right? The difference is I use Ally Property Management, and yeah. they take care of everything. They put the money aside, so yeah. we're all in good shape. So in the things that I've been talking about, about a softening, there is something running. I've talked about uh, – the, the less people at the little ice cream shops. Uh, I mean, just it, walk downtown. Disney is uh, experiencing its... Uh, if you want to go to Disney, now's the time. You can get on rides, baby. Ain't nobody showing up. Back to school <laughs> shoppers seek lower <laughs> prices to offset inflation. This is So th- we are doing an amazing back-to-school event in Culpeper that's giving away backpacks and supplies to children or families who... We do it every year who need these things for free. Uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, contact Topa Payne. She's got a, a bunch of resources uh, involved in that as well uh, and the organizer for the event. Uh, but, but ultimately, there is a slowing, and the recession comes at the end of the hiking cycle. We're, we're, we still got one more to go. Um, before we get there, I, the I a thousand percent again agree with what he just oh, we're, said. We're, they're going to definitely do another one before they. Well, no, that's a slam dunk. We know that's a fact. July twenty sixth, we get yes, yeah, we get the one this month. We they don't get that. any more after. But what the point that he's making is is a slowing of the economy coming up here and fragility for small business is what he's saying. I'm and I think you, we got a ton of comments here. But before you do, I'm glad you brought that up, that downtown wall, because. I meant to talk to you about this on Monday. Yon and I went on 4th of July weekend to go see the Indiana Jones thing on the downtown mall. And we got out like at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and there was nobody on the I know, dude. It's- on 4th of July weekend, 
there was nobody on the downtown mall on a summer day. And, you know, we looked at, really looked at both of us and went, hmm. We have a, I'm part of a downtown uh, owners association, owners group. And we are planning, and I'm not speaking out of turn here. The, the association's given us permission to, to do this. They know the platform we have. We're going to be doing a campaign that drives positive awareness to the mall. And Chief Cotchis on yesterday's show uh, mentioned panhandling. Panhandling technically, not aggressive panhandling, but just panhandling is protected, is legitimately protected by law. That we can do that. So this is something the city of Charlottesville has to ask itself. Will city council um, enact policy or vote on policy that prevents panhandling from happening on the downtown mall? Now here's the catch. Everyone is quick to say yes, yes, yes. I learned something from Chief Cotchis about this. If that panhandling ordinance or policy is approved by council, that also pertains to Salvation Army with the red kettlebells. That's exactly right. So Salvation Army could not come downtown and do their red, you know, at Christmas time? Yeah. They couldn't do that. So that's one of the reasons why this panhandling policy has not come to fruition with council is because... Bell ringers aren't allowed to stand outside. Around Christmas time. Yeah. Now, what I'm going to try to potentially utilize with this platform and our influence is weigh the pros and cons of bell ringers standing outside around Christmas as opposed to... How crazy much? person coming up to you the other and way to shaking do, you down. The other so, way to do that is permitted. And we're also getting into... So I, I wonder, and this is just out of curiosity, just rando, you know, for the sake of a talk show, how much donation money is collected online in a, opposition to what's collected in person, giving the, the lesser amount of people that show up for, for in-person purchases? It's a great uh, question. You're basically saying if the red kettlebell can be digitalized... Will that offset the loss of revenue of in person? That's a great question. You're I'll also, bring that up. Yeah, you're also messing with tradition, right? So that's our tradition. I mean, one of the guys that's a friend of the program, Michael Guthrie, is the quintessential yep. yeah, red yeah. kettlebell ringer what that, what at Christmas that? time. You know, so that's you something always, the community needs to you consider can always here. Count on him and his his folks doing that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, but you can permit it, right? There's ways. There's ways around it, but there's a line, guys. Right. So when we walked on that, you know, when somebody is intoxicated and starts putting hands on you yeah. to collect money, that's your line, right? Yeah. Right. On, on on it. So that there is. I mean, just because I show up your house a little drunk. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's every weekend, bro. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's hey, enough's not. enough. No, it's not. Uh, we got comments coming in from Ray Cadell, um, and a lot. Of, you got a lot of a lot of agents. Do we also want to champion um, and celebrate Dino Russell, the newest edition of the Ross Mortgage Team? Dean Russell, he's watching right now. Dean Russell, a fantastic dude. Um, go look at his social media. He's a, he's a knowledgeable, uh, charismatic mortgage individual uh, professional who's out there to help you so if you're an agent who just wants to to see what it's all about give dean a call shoot him a message uh hop in his dms get a conversation started um comments more than i can count i'm trying to get to as many as possible here um let me get to ray's comment first because it's driving interaction on the page um ray cadell says this um for the agents let's call it what it is affordable first-time homeowner properties are very limited and all but impossible. It is unreasonable term, affordability. Let's aim at workforce housing, teachers, fire, and police. There's a real need here that, that at least um, a possibility of addressing by changing the narrative. So he says it's not even housing affordability anymore, that the housing affordability moniker 
needs to go away completely. That the new moniker should be workforce housing. And I like that. Yeah. I well, like that. I would encourage you, Ray, if you're listening to look on my Facebook page. I'm doing that one o'clock to reason I'm in a suit and tie. Uh, Altmar County developer incentive, and we're going to be focusing on affordability across the board from workforce to non. So, Neil responds to Ray's comment, Williamson, president of the Free Enterprise Forum, and then we'll get to the real estate investors and the agents, uh, more agents. Neil says, Ray is spot on. For sale is different than rentals. Rental units with layered incentive grants can serve 60% plus annual median income AMI. For sale units can serve workforce housing 80% to 120% AMI. That's exactly right. So these gentlemen are talking about changing the brand and the narrative away from housing affordability to workforce housing. Neil, bring that up today at 1 o'clock when you see me. California just spent $17 billion, billion, billion dollars on fixing their homeless population that grew in the four years they spent that money, they literally could have taken that $17 billion and paid for rentals and built buildings and put people in it in that same time period. And that's why people and, are sprinting away from California. And what this, 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 this concept of grant money for rentals does for uh, workforce housing is it would take monies that instead of pushing in them into fictional, non-usable, affordability housing projects and and because you know how you no offense but we built 17 homes for how many people who need to get and try to qualify for those 17 it's it's a it makes us feel good it puts a pin on our shirt and tells everybody hi but it doesn't fix so the I can tell you um, we we built 23 last year and we uh, had a 10 to 1 ratio that's my point my brother lives in Culver City and has got a heavy six-figure job that flirts with a million a year he's got a two million dollar house in Culver City which is a gentrifying area of Los Angeles and he's got six hobos living in the front of his house I, maybe I guess hobo is not the preferred nomenclature. I'm going to catch some heat that's, for that that's like six the 1930s houseless individuals living in a tent on the street in front of his house. They're doing better than that. They're parking used RVs in front of people. Like, houses. literally. Yeah. I, no, but dude, so, I, I guess. Like, his that, kids that don't is, play in the front point. yard that is because of this. I, I do want to get Kerry into some of this, this conversation. Jump in, brother. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, it's not just California. You go up to northern D, uh, D.C. and Maryland, you see a similar same thing. I mean, the price points are much higher up there as it is. Uh, anywhere here in Charlottesville and you still have the same problem. I mean, if you go down there, I've seen more homeless individuals down there and it just seems to grow. Uh, I definitely think that we could put a little bit more money into the building side of things versus So I, I, I do want to get into your favorite topic in a little bit, but I know Jerry's got a bunch of folks on the feed. Jamie Turner, who knows Culpepper well, um, grew up in Gordonsville. He says, Scott, Keith, and Carrie, I've seen more rentals on the MLS mm -hmm. than I've ever seen in Culpepper. Relative to the amount of properties, the rental supply is still very low, but they are certainly sitting for longer. Yeah. That's from Jamie Turner right there. He's a real estate investor. Um, this comment has come in via LinkedIn from Mike Bradshaw. Um, he says, I agree with Scott and Jerry as rates drop more competition than ever, which is going to drive price points to levels we haven't seen. Right now, as Keith has identified on previous shows, prices have somewhat stabilized, but you throw in a, a, a gas and a match. Wait till you see what it does to values. <laughs> Do you, your, your thoughts on that? Anyone? Yeah. 
that's why you want to buy now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Buy now. I mean, you couldn't. You. I, I, I truly. That. That because of what Kerry and I and all of us at this table do. But you know, if you if you can buy now, now's the time to do yeah. it because to that point. Uh, we've been preaching this. It will continue to go up. Maybe not in double digits, but I may be wrong. This this match and fire thing may do it. What, what are you seeing out there? I uh, agree. You know, I think all three of us at this table uh, in the real estate profession has been preaching for the last year by now. And, you know, it's uh, buy the house and uh, marry the house, date the rate, right? Oh, yeah. I know you love that <laughs> term right there. No, but it's the, it's but the honest truth. I heard, so, I heard somebody say on Monday, rent the rate. Rent the rate, not, not date the rate, but rent the rate. I mean, it's it's That's uh, something new. I guess we're putting right different it's different things the on. Truth. Dustin Yancey um, is PJ Griggs' family there. Yep, he's family. Uh, Dustin bye. Yancey giving you props. Charles Thompson, the second, hey, hey. giving you giving you props right here. Jason Howard on Rio Road. I read an article last night. Farmers Home Insurance is pulling out of Florida. No new policies and 100K policies they will not be renewing. You've highlighted this, and the same thing is happening in California. At what number of canceled policies does this start to concern people looking to live in these states long term? Homeowners insurance is a need, not a luxury. Yeah, what what impact that has on your mortgage payment to include the taxes? A lot of people real, don't realize that your taxes and your mortgage, excuse me, your uh, homeowner insurance goes up from year to year, fluctuates. But I, I wrote this down. I've been meaning to get get to this. Okay. New construction, right? Yeah. You're a new construction guy. You like love new, new construction. construction. You bleed sawdust. Yeah. So talk to me about the new construction market. What are you seeing out there? Is it picking up, slowing down from your yeah, perspective? Yeah, so it's, like you said earlier, stabilizing a little bit. Prices are stabilizing. What I'm seeing is more uh, time on market for the new constructions. You know, they're wanting to see it a little more finished up now versus uh, purchasing it and then making selections. They still have time to make some selections, but I think it's it's kind of stabilized a little bit. If anything, maybe decreased slightly. Yeah, so I, 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 see, a, I, I see a lot of folks that, that maybe are not buying in this five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand yeah. dollar range deciding to spend a little extra money and go into construction. Are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, and you said something very interesting on the show earlier that once the builders are kind of getting it to that baseline, you know, framing up, dried in, and then they're waiting or maybe not even have broke ground yet, but with these interest rates going down, I think you're going to start seeing them oh, start no, producing. No. You're going to see new construction yeah. picking up here Booming. A, a little bit on that. Carrie, uh, Scott, and Keith, this is a follow-on, Ray, from the houseless folks. Um, he says, interestingly, I'm having trouble evicting, in air quotes, a homeless guy who has broken into and is living in a licensed and registered old van, his van, behind my office in Almaro County. Oh, yeah. I, that's bananas. Well, that, that uh, I'm flying. Houseless guy breaks into Ray Cadell's van. You know where Ray Cadell and Associates, the office is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's in Ray's van or yeah. his own van? It's uh, literally, Ray, offer some clarity on this. It's Ray's van. I'm having trouble. Look, isn't this interestingly, I'm having trouble evicting a homeless guy who has broken into and is living in a licensed and registered old van, mine. Wouldn't that mean <laughs> oh, yeah, it's his that, van? It looks like it's his Behind van. my office in Almoro County. 
It's Ray's van. Ooh. Ray, call me after the show. I got some solution. <laughs> uh, right. Is your solution a crowbar? And <laughs> no, no, no. It's Uncle Vito from Staten Island. Uh, yeah. Call right. me. I <laughs> mean, wow. Uh, Ray, this is your van. New, this is your van, Ray. That's a whole new set but, of brain. But but it, but I'm a, on Friday. I'm heading out to Seattle, and literally in where my daughter lives, when you walk from her house to Safeway, that's what you see. You see these broken down RVs. And that's that folks are just living in them. Um, Alisa Hillygas giving Scotty Mo props on the uh, feed right now. Um, I'm 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 like doing I know, gymnastics dude. right now on this fan thing, dude. If that was my scenario, I, I would respond uh, in, in ways that may put me behind bars. I, I get the impression. Look at the man; he's so agitated over we, there. I, I can assure you, everybody at this table has a solution to it. We just can't talk about it. <laughs> you right. can't say it on the air. Oh my gosh, that is bananas! I'm absolutely taken aback by that. Ray, please offer us some more perspective on this. Kerry's getting a lot of props on the feed. He's a well-liked guy. Nels Erickson giving him some props. Um, so this question comes into the mix here um, from multiple people. Do you think the opportunity of rates drop, Kerry, like they're predicting? maybe two points of next year makes it more competitive for a first-time home buyer than ever before because prices have gone up to levels yeah. we haven't seen before yeah your thoughts on that yeah i think it's just going to make it more complicated uh for those first-time home buyers yes you'll be able to qualify for more so maybe you get a more um, a higher prequal as you were looking for and you can now uh bump up in the bracket a little bit but so is everybody else the competition is going to be stiff and, you know, partner with your loan officers, your agents that will help you navigate through the scenario of what is an appealing offer to the seller. And if you just talk to the seller's agent, that's where I get most of my information. you got to talk to the seller's agent because it's not always price uh, what they're looking for. Sometimes the terms are more favorable if they need a rent back scenario until they Quick find close. what they're looking for. Quick close, uh, easy transaction, as is home inspection. Kevin Rogers says Carrie is the absolute man. I like Hey, Kevin. Giving you some props. You're yeah. very likable. So between Gen Z and Millennial, there's 140 million Woo. of them. Now, they're not all at this age group of you know, 28, 32, 35, which is the average age of the first-time homebuyer, according to NAR. But that's, that's the reason I'm making this point. You're going to have the 69 million boomers yeah. competing against the 100 and... So 140 million things, and you know it's it's going to be a conflict. I, yeah, I, I see it already. I see it out there. I seen it when I helped my daughter, our daughter, buy in Richmond. Oh, that we we went through 13, went through 13 contracts, lost the most of them to cash. Yep, just got really. And it's not just here in Charlottesville, Apple, yeah. and surrounding counties. I venture off to the Waynesboro Stanton side. It's just as fierce over there, and I'm in the Richmond market, too. And it's, it's in the right location, right price, yep. right features, right condition. You got yep. it. Ray Cadell, in a second comment, has confirmed, yes, it is my van <laughs> that I own. I do not use it very often, but it is licensed, registered, and insured. A houseless individual broke into it and is living in it, and he cannot evict them. Huh? That is effing bananas. Get in the passenger, or get in the driver's seat, and take it to a state where you can just evict them. And no, no, we've, <laughs> I've got solutions, but he's yeah. got to call me. <laughs> what? God, that's bananas right there, Ray. I'm yeah. sorry you're going through that yeah, right now. Um, Bill says we want to be like Seattle and Portland and Charlottesville, or at least that's where we're heading. That's a zing to I would imagine the politics and the houselessness 
Um, he says, we would prefer to be like Greenville, South Carolina, however. Uh, Neil Williamson knows Greenville well. He did a tour of Greenville with the Chamber of Commerce. Interestingly, the new chamber, the chamber has a new CEO, um, Natalie Massery, who will be coming on the uh, I Love Seville show as an introduction for the community. Uh, she takes over for Elizabeth Cromwell, who has departed on her own terms. Um, gentlemen, I'm taken aback by this rate environment and the potential for a 2% drop in the rates and I can see by the feedback on the, the feed here on the many feeds that the community is uncertain of what will happen as well. I think the main goal is to contact a trusted advisor like a Ross Mortgage, like a carrier, a Keith, uh, and start there. Is the first place to start with the Ross Mortgage and then the trusted advisor realtor? Whether you find your way to a realtor first, most people want a house, they don't want a mortgage. So that is the logical um, to a lot of buyers. And a lot, some people's, you know, they, they, they don't even want to contact me until they've seen a house that they like. But by the time that you've done that and you aren't pre-approved, you have this fleet of other people who are that puts you in a position not to be the winner. Or you fall in love with the house and, and find out. And don't qualify for it. And don't qualify. So coming to me, whether it's directly or through a, a partner, we can help you create a plan help you establish expectations and know what to do to win going forward. And that's the goal. Uh, to, to, the, to the point, it, it doesn't really matter. There's no chicken and egg thing here, right? You know, it's always from our perspective, from the real estate agent perspective of it, it's always good to see Scott first, right? right? So now you know what they can afford. We can set expectations, right? They can afford this, but maybe they want to spend that, and we can start figuring, uh, figuring out in between. So it, as long as you get to either one of us, you know, it doesn't really matter who's first or who's second. Would you yeah, agree? I agree with that. You yes. like you like to see the uh, the letter, the pre-qual letter in hand. It's, um, so I'm happy to have a conversation with folks to see what their wants and needs for our homes are. But you know, we can't start really shopping until you know what you're qualified for. Like you said, you don't want to fall in love with the house only to figure out. Well, like that happens. That. Like one of my favorite jokes is that I get you know a realtor calls me. They're super excited. They're like, "Hey, they're a lawyer." I'm like. Are they a district attorney or are they, uh, you know, are they work in private practice? And the reason that I ask that question is because this person could make $80,000 or they could make $800,000. And let's identify that so we can figure out how to qualify them for what they can get into. Very well said. Um, look, look, uh, to Kerry's point, you want to have the conversation. We, you know, we're we're in the relationship business. Everybody, yeah. everybody here. So what 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 you need, what you not, what can we help you get through, and all this stuff. And at least on our end of it, then they're going to get handed off to Scott. Say, okay, great, we know what you want. Play around with Realtor.com, whatever it is, yeah. kind of take away. But we need to figure out what you can afford first, so then we can be competitive. And and you know. If, if this two points happen and everybody on this on this on this table is correct that the market is going to go even crazier, you really need to have have that done. But I got to tell you, if you're in the market for buying now, before that two points hits, you need you, you should be doing this now. This that's the best advice yeah. that we can do. That rent the rate, don't date it. Let's right. rent it. Rent Let's rent the rate. Yep. That's a new term I heard. And then you know. To Jerry's point, instead of putting 20, 20% down, put 5% down. Oh, that wasn't my point. I think that was Kerry's point. That uh, was at Kerry's oh, well, point. Yeah, I'm sorry. Way. I apologize. Yeah. And, I'm a uh, proponent of the 20, but I understand the 5. But save the cash, then refi it a little bit down the road when it drops down to two points. But you're in your house and you're building equity. Yeah. 
Um, go ahead. I'm also courteous of time, too. That's our most valuable asset. And oh, yeah. it, for me to throw you in my car and drive you around, we're just wasting time if we don't know what that number looks like. So, What's the one thing you can never get, make more time, of? Time. Time. I, I will trade my money for time any day. It took me a long time to realize that. Amen, brother. Bellamy Brown, hello. Olivia Branch, hey, hello. Travis Hackworth, hello. Mike Pruitt, Bob Yarborough, Laura Payne, Kevin Yancey, Brittany Gray, Tom Stargell, Thomas Leroy, Richard Averett, Chad Wood, John Snow, Scott Q, G. Milo, Patty Rowe, Jason Howard, Amy Benson, Katie Cox, Andre Xavier, Cully Baggett, the developer, Patty Zeller, the retailista, Kevin Quick, who's in the game, I believe, nice. Remax. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the program. Jeff Prilliman, Kerry Rock, just to name a few watching the show. So there's three things that the three of us always talk about with clients. The first one, to get them across the line, is fear. Yeah. Second is FOMO, fear of missing out, right? That, that's mm-hmm. a conversation. And insecurity, I'm insecure about how I'm going to, 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 to move forward, what's going to happen. And that's what we spend most of our time with, those three things, before we really start going out to look at a house or put a house on, on the market. We want to kind of help the client through those three things to go ahead and help them make the best decision. Logan Wells, Claylo. Yeah, Hello. hey, Logan. Uh, Logan is uh, someone that you have a lot of respect for over there. I and, do. And we do. We appreciate her watching the program. All right, so Scott Morris, I'm going to get you in the mix here. Um, good news. Financial markets positive. You see green all over there. The financial markets are positive today because of this. Earnings come out on Friday, and they'll all cry the blues, and you'll see a bunch of red on the screen. And so don't get tied into that. What, let's focus on the bond market uh, how this, how this, you know, Bitcoin's up, you know, it, 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 things are happening. <laughs> but uh, what really matters is what we're seeing as far as the bond market reflections of what we expect from the Fed and what a long-term rate forecast looks like. And we expect to see a 25 basis point increase in July, an end to the hiking cycle. They're going to want to run 90 to 120 days before we see any kind of decrease, which puts us into fourth quarter, beginning of first quarter next year. But as we go forward, the the language will change. It'll begin to shift, and we're going to see the right things happening. Very, very well said. Uh, Keith Smith, thoughts on what he said? Um, I'm I'm just pulling up the the 10-year T-bill, and it's it's already down 0.10. 10 basis points. Yeah, it's down 10 basis points. So it's starting to impact the T-bill. And if that T-bill drops, your 30-year will drop, right? It takes a little bit of a lag time. But, you know, I, 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 you know I, I've said that I thought this market was going to stay on for a couple of years, and I think I'm going to have to eat those words because I think we're going to start seeing in fuego uh, in the beginning of next year. I think I was wrong. As long as in fuego isn't related to inflation, I'm, I'm good. Amen. Yeah. That's why I'm too. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Brown's got a question for, uh, for the panel. Where is the first-time homebuyer neighborhood now? It used to be Lake Monticello, but these prices are not first-time homebuyer prices. Go a little farther out. Gordonsville, Louisa, go a little bit farther out. Okay. So let's define a sales price, right? So I know this firsthand. In order to hit 80% AMI, right, because of, um, I'm the chair of the land trust, you need to be about 225 That's what the sales price needs to be. So in Almaro County, you have... Condos. So I'm going to do a search where you guys are talking. You got uh, the Villas at Southern Ridge has got a three bedroom, two bath on the market right now with the 225 ask, 1280. It's a condo, it's attached product. Financing for something like that can be difficult um, for a first time home buyer. Um, but 225 in Charlottesville and Almaro Ring is probably a condo. 
Yeah, and you just have to change your expectations of what your 225, 250 is going to buy. You can't get that single-family home with a half-acre lot anymore for 250, 225. Well, you, you know, back to the construction thing, you can't do that because 25% of new construction right now is regulatory requirements. Yeah. We're going to talk about that at 1 o'clock, oh. turning red tape yeah. into green tape, right? You know, 20, so if a $400,000 build, 100 grand of it is red tape. Yeah. Thomas says, uh, I'm looking at the uh, MLS now, and there's two properties in Lake Monticello that have a two in front of it, 265 and 285. The rest are either high threes or fours. This is no longer a first-time home buyer neighborhood, he says. I mean, he lives there. He knows it well. Lived there since 1987. Know it well. And it was a first-time home buyer neighborhood for... It was a first-time... Until COVID. It was a first-time home buyer and a retiree. Right? That, that was the... That was the bread and butter of what Scott and I just it, it built, was right? Pitched as a, you know, it started as come get your rancher at an affordable price out in the country, and uh, now it is a you know build a you know six bedroom baller pad on the lake as a bedroom. Well, you community can't even. There's to, just not enough left to build anymore. As to a be bedroom community uh, to Charlottesville. Um, and you know, shop at Wegmans on the way home, and you know, versus the you know their struggle with the retail out there. So it's it it's it's a it's a, become a different animal than what it was originally pitched as. Uh, Sarah Hill Buchensky watching on Twitter. We appreciate you, SHB, uh, one of Howard Hanna's finest, watching the program as we speak. Um, Carrie, you got a lot of folks watching you and giving you some props here. Yeah. If you want to offer them some consultation or advice, the show is yours. Yeah, no, I just, uh, for those folks that are on the fence about buying, like Keith said, I would buy now and then date the rate. Uh, when the two points do come down, uh, that's your opportunity to refinance and uh, get your lower monthly payment. You know, other than that, uh, just hang on tight, see what's happening. Active, all the six jurisdictions right now. Attached, detached, and condos under 250 32 for sale. In where? Albemarle County? Albemarle, Charlottesville, Louisa, Green, Woo. Nelson. Can you change the uh, filters for Charlottesville and Albemarle only? Sure. D um, do you like to see zero? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking at a few. Two. There's, there's a few. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's the, the villas that I mentioned, ten. which I know that ten. one. There's 10. And, and how many of those are attached? Hold on a second. All of them. Or it needs or it's, a FHA 203K loan. Or, or it needs cash. to be knocked down. Yeah. And built back up. Buying land. Yeah, buying land. the dirt. Um, he's going to let us know that. Six of the ten. Six of the ten are well, condos. Well, they call them condos, but they're attached. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? One bedroom, one bath? Uh, hold on a second. For the four, you're saying? Yeah. The four that are not uh, attached? Yeah, they're one bedroom. They're all over the map. Hold yeah. On. On How do you second. have that conversation with your buyers there, Karen? Uh, you know, expand be realistic. The I would rather uh, let you down up front than disappoint you on the back end. So if I'm telling you that, hey, you come to me and you're at 250, here's your options, what we're looking at. Uh, and if I set them up with a search alert and they say I haven't gotten any listing, and I say exactly, you know, this is with the criteria that you have and your wants, let's filter that down to what are your needs. There it is. Um, Multiple questions about Buckingham County. Yep. Anybody want to touch on Buckingham? Scott, you want to go with? I mean, I like Buckingham. Uh, it's a, a friend of mine, uh, you know, is 
lives out there, has the, has, it runs all the IT for all the schools. I grew up neighbor, you know, in, in Columbia, which is uh, on the, the other side of uh, the county, but in a very similar demographic. Uh, it, it's, it's more rural. Uh, you got Arvonia, you've got some little stores, you've got a, you know, it's, it's much more, uh, it's an affordable place if you can find, uh, there's some, there's more independent builders out there who oh, can yeah. buy, you can buy a small lot, get, uh, get a new construction home built for an affordable price, have a lot of privacy, you've got a, you know, Route 20 is it's very similar to 53 and the traffic that you you fight going back and forth to Charlottesville. Um, but it gives you a lot of opportunity. But if you're on the Scottsville side, you know, you've got Scottsville to go to, that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, absolutely. Multiple properties in Buckingham County under 200 k right now. Yeah. yeah. Looking well, up. we always talk about price, but we never really talk about the cost. Like, as your purchase price of your home, and if you are in Buckingham, what does that cost you over the life that you live in Buckingham? That is a what, 40-minute commute to Charlottesville? And so you just have to be prepared for that. Hey, you could live in Fairfax and work in Fairfax and have a 40-minute commute. So it's true. let's, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, it's much more affordable out there, but you just have to understand what you're getting into. I love the I love the countryside out there in the Buckingham area. I have a listing out there currently. I, I would rather, like... Be driving past trees and like you know, sitting in traffic. Yeah, than sitting in traffic. uh, You know, hating my life. Um, (laughs) I would take that trade. I will. I hate sitting at traffic lights here in Charlottesville. I just want to time it. I'm like, oh man. Uh, Gentlemen, I thoroughly enjoy doing the program with you guys. How about some closing thoughts um, as we hit the 11:30 marker on the program? I believe you are gone Friday. I am uh, out west for a week. Traveling Ooh. to bring your daughter back. I am going to do a two-day bike ride and bring my daughter, granddaughter, and grandson back uh, east. So we're excited about that. Um, if you want to figure out um, what your commute cost is, there's a really great website called uh, Commute Solutions. And you can actually put in it, you know, what what it is and all. You're smiling. But it's, it's a fit in the look. Where did you even find that? I, well, because I've used it before. Because right, I've like had it. this. I've had this conversation with clients out there that look. If let's take a look at what it's going to cost you to drive 45 minutes on wear, tear, time. So it's a great little thing. You can put the vehicle type and make and the all this great stuff. gentleman with. I love this. That is an amazing. And he's got a tie cool. bar today. The first time I've ever seen Marine, him wear a tie Marine, bar. He looks sharp. Marine Corps. Yeah, looks I like sharp. it. I, I think he looks sharp as well. Thank you, Thank um, you. Cully Baggett, the developer, is watching the program, and he says, "I bought a two-acre lot in Buckingham almost 20 years ago for five thousand dollars." I feel like I'm going to be 100 years old before it pays off. <laughs> and he builds houses for a living. Well, I, I, as you were talking, I'm looking at it. And, and when I come back, we'll do numbers for Buckingham. Um, it's a little, little, let's say it's similar to Nelson County. I believe he's built a handful of houses in the Dunlora neighborhood and the newer section of Dunlora as well, Cully has. And I think owns dirt there as well, if memory serves. Jamie Turner says, cost and quality of life, you better weigh when you're thinking about Buckingham County. Um, I think we're, we're not trying to throw shade. It's just an option. That's all we're yeah. saying. It's an option. Buckingham well, it's, an a, it's a reality. It's, it's okay. If that's where I need to go to buy, these are the other 
factors you have to consider. And sometimes I've, I've sat down with clients and went into this calculator. You're busting my chops about it, but you go down I'm this. Not chops. I'll, I genuinely you, yeah. like you, it. You go ahead and look at this calendar and uh, calculator, and if they got two people driving into Charlottesville from Buckingham, that number multiplies by two, obviously. And you know, some folks we were able to say, hey, why don't we get that condo at, South, at the villas at Southern Ridge? Sit there for a little while, build a little little equity up on it, and to get some appreciation going, and then maybe kind of move. move I'm a huge proponent of that. All right, That's so you're let's say you're a firefighter. You work uh, eight days a month. You have in Charlottesville. You like being in a more rural environment. You can uh, you have an affordable thing. You like to hunt fish. Uh, and you can and sleep you, at and the you, department. And you, and you hate people. Buckingham is the place for you. You don't want to live in the lake. You don't want to be told you can't cut a tree yep. down on your property. Like, I don't see the shade. I think there's a ton of opportunity. There. Absolutely. I like it. I like but it. If it's, but if it's for workforce housing, there's a factor in it. That you, yeah, you definitely have to weigh the pros and cons. Because I, I'll tell you what, I've had conversations with folks we helped buy in a rural area that did not use this calculator and go, oh, my God, I didn't realize how expensive it was. Yeah. That's good. Uh, that's good feedback right there. Um, you were awesome. Thank, Thank you for joining us. Yeah, Scotty Moe is awesome. No problem. You're doing deals and making moves. Yep. Totally got it. Keith Smith, um, you will be missed. We will see you in roughly ten or eleven days. Oh no. It, it, well, 10 yeah, or 11 I guess. Days. Yeah, calendar days. Yeah, I'm, I'm gone. I'm gone tomorrow. Flying off tomorrow. Flying back a, a week later. And you're back on Monday, July twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Monday, July 24th. I am gone on the 28th of July through the 7th of August for some R&R with the family at the beach. But have no fear, Judah Wickhauer will be here Mm. running the show. Thank you kindly for joining us. The show archived on realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Today's show presented by Ross Mortgage. The dude moves mountains. Scott Morris, Ross Mortgage. Thank you kindly for joining us. I love Siebel Show in one hour. Kerry, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I was like, I had a seller emergency. Yeah, yeah, you know, doing business. I-